listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about... <coughs> Sorry, I started about, joking. Well, that's, right. that's what we're talking about. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, like, the more I was talking, the harder it got to talk. <coughs> Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. And on today's show, Brandon Chase and myself are talking about the Outdoor Retailer Show, the... Uh, so there's some brands that we that we know that we like that we love that maybe don't always have their best foot forward uh each show right and so uh one of those brands that we were invited to see that i was very excited to see because i was hoping we could use it as a like a price point uh, brand in our camping selection Mm -hmm. uh and it's a brand that i've been fan of a long time and that's sierra design and we went to see sierra design they actually weren't at the show they were across the street uh kind of set up in like a hotel room mm-hmm. and we got to see their stuff um i i like i like some of their stuff yeah their the quality wasn't um like you could tell like some of the materials i'm like okay and i was waiting for the price point because i'm like okay if this is sitting between like their sleeping bag sitting between 200 250 300 bucks i'm like all right like cool and then that's where the disappointment was was it's expensive hmm. like it's gonna compete with you said big agnes right Chase? yeah or yeah. even i mean their price points were higher than big agnes in a lot of the front 400 dollars sleeping bags really yeah and i'm like you know what it's a cool concept i like it but oh man and so the concept there is like it's you know you start with like a mummy shape but but a blanket uh interior so no non-zip Right. Um, sort of a fold thing. They still call it their like backcountry bed or whatever. Back in, yep. They have the backcountry exactly. bed and then they have another version. They still have a nitro sleeping bag, which is the one that I have, which is I think the one I have Super is light. nicer than what the, their yeah. new ones. But um, yeah, it's just the the price point is what kills us because I don't think the brand recognition recognition is there to ask that much retail. Right for that product and then and, and if you're going to do that then it better look like that much money and it just oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was so sad because i freaking love that brand like i wanted to go in there and just love it now they do have a backpack that is pretty sick and i'm like could we just open them for the backpack yeah that backpack was sweet yeah and so it's like a very lightweight through hiker friendly backpack i don't remember what it's made out of but it's just it's very no thrills uh one giant what do you call the rug rucksack rucksack thing but it has like ways to oh it's the expander or something because there's ways to make it even bigger than the leader size that it says um it was it's the the stays is a tent pole stay 
So some DAC tent poles. So like V's, and then it shoots down, so it looks like a Y. So, um, and so you can't lean on it. If you put it on the ground, it'll pop a pole. Lightweight, very lightweight, um, and you can put a ton of stuff in it. And I think I was like, yeah, let that. Then they led with that, and I'm like, this is gonna be a great day. And then the price points on the bags and the tents, which the tents, they have some of their originals that have been around for a long time. But if we brought them into gear 30, we'd be competing with Nemo and Big Agnes that I feel already do are well. already doing it. Yeah, it was it was kind of a bummer. Uh, yeah. We were both really excited for the meeting. Um, kind of a letdown. It's still great stuff. But where we talked about outdoor research being a good bang for your buck, I don't. Sierra Design, I think they kind of missed that, uh, missed that mark on this next year's stuff. Is I don't know if they're trying to be too high end. They need to take a lesson from OR and just settle down in the middle. That's where mm-hmm. you're at, and that's where we'll buy your stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I do feel like a few years back, um, I think Sierra Designs must have switched hands or something like that. I feel like they kind of lost their identity. Yep. For a while back, back in the day, back in my younger years when they were they were a pretty decent sized company and they did a lot of really good stuff they were a serious like mountaineering company they made real backpacking tents they made real mountaineering tents they made solid sleeping bags Um, and then they kind of switched hands lost their way lost their identity they started coming out with just funky funky designs which i'm i'm fine with but it's like they threw everything that they used to be away and started doing something completely different and it's like they just kept kind of throwing stuff at the industry to see if it would stick and then switching again and switching again and um, in the middle of all of that they came out with that backcountry bed which i was like this is the most gimmicky thing ever (laughs) turns out I like it. I think it's pretty I bet cool. It would be very, it looks very comfortable. It's got a like a, on the back side of it. It has like a sl- a slip thing that you could put your uh, pad through, but it doesn't go down all the way, so you can move your legs on like a big Agnes, you know. Right. Um, it's it's the pricing. Yeah. It mm-hmm. comes but down to it, which that's would be super comfy though. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I I do I I really used to like Sierra Designs. Um, I've been less impressed not necessarily with the products that they're coming out with but just their company they seem a little bit lost and maybe they're finding themselves in ultralight through hiking um i think if they went that, that direction stuff, they do well is fine the but they need to stick great. they need to stick with that direction yeah for a long time so that people start to identify them as that and for a while i just felt like they were kind of bouncing around between entry level tents to ultralight tents to funky crazy tents to backcountry beds and i remember one of the guys they had working at their booth was just a spaz walking around do you remember that that's so funny because you know marketing's hard it is but if i remember your company because of that guy right i'm not so sure that that's the impression that i want to have and he seemed like a really friendly guy but he was almost so goofy and out there that you wondered it just if felt disingenuous like they were trying too hard it right. didn't feel serious right um and it was a little too much and he was so effective at getting attention that i just thought this is not the attention you want and you're getting a lot of it anyway so no, i remember that yeah. yeah but 
Anyway, so, so Sierra wah, Designs, wah, wah, unfortunately, that one. we're all kind of sad about that. Although, kind of excited. I'm excited to see this backpack. Yeah, backpack's sweet. Yeah. It's pretty sweet, for Next sure. Next up, Chase. Um, the, I this, talked, this about this, talked about this earlier um, in the previous podcast. The Marker Duke PT-16. So this is Marker's shot at Solomon and the shift binding. It is a convertible binding, frame binding, but also has pins in it. Um, it's heavy. It's bulky. <laughs> um, and I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt. And I asked one of the reps there, one of the, the employees, to demo it. And he couldn't figure out how to put the, the hill piece back in. Oh, I was ouch. like, he, he just kept messing it up. He's like, oh, oh. And I'm like, well, this is in a 65-degree climate with no snow. Oh, and nice we're struggling yeah. to get this initiated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's got to be fail-proof. I, just, I still don't like the concept of a removable. And you don't have to remove the toe piece. You don't have to. Um, but I just don't. The whole concept just isn't as smooth. And sure, it might be more durable or burly than the Solomon Shift. The metals they may be using are, might be better. And it has a 16 din, not just a 13 din. Which, again, don't know a lot of skiers that are skiing above that. I think if to- Cody Townsend can ski in this, the 13 din binding, then the general consumer can ski in a 13 din binding. Yeah, you've um, got to be pretty fat with tiny fat tall with tiny feet to be able to <laughs> need a, a really big din like that yeah it's cool concept i just to me it spoke like the designers at marker were like oh crap someone just released this really cool binding that they put five years of research research and development on let's make something to combat that and so two years later they have something i guess a year and a half later they have something but I just think the lack of, well of research out. and development truly shows. Um, and it's a bummer. I mean, markers, they're a staple. They are, I'd say most people, especially those who aren't in the industry, would say they're the best binding manufacturer out there. They're the biggest. They're, they're kind of like the standard. Um, and it's a bummer. I, I just don't think it's – I think they kind of missed the mark. I don't think it's going to take off like the shift did. Um, I think those who are marker enthusiasts will probably try it out. But I think those who – can look between stats and look at just the the benefits of both will probably still go towards the shift um i just think it's a better built binding i was i was kind of bummed i wanted to be blown away by it and i looked at it and i was like ah, i don't love this it sucks yeah. so kind of a bummer um not kind of a, a major bummer in my opinion i was i was kind of let down um oh. i hope i hope it takes off i i hope they have success with it and that market can continue to grow. I'd love to see the backcountry market grow and see more people be able to get a quiver killer ski and a quiver killer boot and do both. Um, you know, definitely do that. I just think that um, they need to put a little bit more research and development behind that, that Salman's already done. Um, they've already mastered it. Salman redesigned, they from the ground up, they redesigned this binding and I think Marker is using a lot of their old technology and just trying to adapt it to make a binding that's like the shift. To keep up. To keep up. Mm-hmm. Whereas Solomon, they literally, it is, there's not a same piece on that binding that you find on any of their other bindings. Whereas the marker one, you can tell it's it's a marker binding that they tried to adapt and make it like the shift. So I just took like a bit of the kingpin, bit of the duke, bit mm-hmm. of the whatevers and tried to work Put it all together. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've got pictures of it right here. But So that was one for me that I was kind of let down on. Um, was pretty stoked to see it and... 
just didn't quite live up to the hype that I was hoping. So I have uh, I have one that is uh, it's a brand that we love, and it might surprise you a little bit. Oh no! Um, huh. I'm <laughs> Mystery Ranch. Oh yeah. So yeah, there was a one. Well, there was a oh, there was a uh, moment there looking at Mystery Ranch, only because, well, through two reasons. They did this weird logo update. Oh no! That they put on, but it turns out it was like just a patch. Yeah, that's not yeah. on the outside. <laughs> okay. And I, because I thought it was, yeah, this little bit of a tease here because uh, I was like, that is the ugliest. What are they doing? <laughs> they just ruined all their packs. Like that is so ugly. And I don't. And really, whatever they were doing, it wasn't a good idea anyway. But it's like this patch that was removable that was on the outside of a lot of their bags. And I went over. I'm like. It was so bad that I had to go over and look at it, and like it come right, it came right off, like it was like a velcro on patch thing. I'm like, what the? I think. What are they doing with this freaking logo? Yeah, I think those packs that have that on there are they use a lot in search and rescue, yeah. so you can put your search and rescue logo on there, or you can take it off, or you can put the sh- the yeah. the police logo on there and take it off. It has but a I, purpose. The one does. that they made to show the example it was, was bought on. <laughs> yeah, bad patch choice. <laughs> bad yeah. patch. So, Mr. Ranch. Still love you. They make really nice packs. <laughs> really bad patches. There's <laughs> not a. I wouldn't say there's a lot of innovation with Mystery Ranch this next year, um, yeah. but I think it speaks to they have something that's tried and true, and they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're just trying to make a really quality product. But yeah, mm-hmm. initially Brandon was like, "Oh my gosh, what, what are, are they, they doing?" doing? <laughs> <laughs> Bad news. Uh, uh, it turns out it was okay. It was okay. That's it. Not. I mean, we didn't have a lot of wah, wah, wah moments. Uh, something we probably should have mentioned. We tried a. Uh, we tried a beef jerky that was oh, pork jerky that we had to find garbage cans. It for. was <laughs> so nasty. And and it was weird because they had like all these awards or something. And I'm like, this is not real. Like, and how can this be? It's so gross. And we both tried different ones. And right away, I was like, oh, it smelled like cat pee. It smelled like I took my socks off and started <laughs> nibbling on my nose. It was after like so bad. <laughs> so gross. I took one bite and was like, oh, nope, got to throw this stuff away. Oh, I. Yeah, I went. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. It's we'll get used to it. Two bites in, where's the garbage can? <laughs> I couldn't even make it Where to two bites. Gar- so we can't tell you the name because we didn't get that far with it. It's okay. <laughs> we suffer the consequences. So you don't. Yeah, have so to. you don't have to because exactly. we won't bring it in. Ex- we will not no, bring it in. Yeah. So yeah, if you need beef jerky, um, buy it at Gear Thirty. We don't even carry much no, beef no, jerky. No, do we? Buy it so. at the store. Anyway. Um, but. <laughs> I wish that we knew that name so that we could warn you properly and, and keep you from having to go through no, that we just experience. We won't bring it in, so you don't have to worry about yeah. it. Anything we bring in, we have pre-tasted, <laughs> including the shift bindings. <laughs> and <laughs> they taste great. They taste great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A little plasticky, but you know they're good. Have you guys seen that commercial? Uh, I think it's a Geico commercial with the raccoons that they're saying if, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you eat something that tastes awful, you'd try to get your friend to eat it. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something yeah. like that. I just reminded We're me not going to oh, try and get you guys. This is the worst beef jerk I've ever had. You got to try this. <laughs> that's basically no. what we did, though. You're like, this is gross. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> so, sorry, All guys. Right. All well, right. unfortunately, we don't have more time for want, want, was. Maybe on the next episode, but we got to wrap it up for the, for the day. 
Um, so thanks for joining us for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And also, please leave us a friendly review. We do appreciate it. It helps others find us. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. And you can like us on Facebook. And you can also find us on gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. Check out our blog. Check out our deals of the week and our winter clearance and all the other cool stuff that we have going on. We do have an event coming up, right? The Real Rock. Real Rock, film. February 28th. That is a Friday. It is free, but you got to go on to Eventbrite and get your tickets. Uh, we have a 150 ticket sell max, and we've already gone through 50 tickets. Well, all right. So if you <coughs> want to uh, want to come to that, that'll be a good time. And don't don't wait, because we'll be out before too long. 13? So. 14. 14. 14. So, yep. Pretty cool. And... Uh, I think that's it. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there.